Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. edition of Oilers Now on a game night. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up in mere moments as uh, we do our Hall of Fame week honoring Kevin Lowe, who will have his Jersey retirement take place Friday night here at Rogers Place. The dinner takes place tomorrow night. Wayne Gretzky today in uh, about two minutes' time here on Oilers Now. 12.35 today, our NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, started the Octagon Player Agency, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL entry draft. Uh, Also on today's show, David Staples, cult of hockey, our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling, John Shannon. At 1.35 today, we're going to try to work it in. National Predators color analyst local area product out of uh, central Alberta, Chris Mason, and at 145, former Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton sporting icon, former heavyweight champion of the NHL, a man who played for both Wayne Gretzky and for Kevin Lowe, George LaRock. You can reach us anytime in the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Starting December 1st, the slot machines at the River Cree will be open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning, nonstop excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada. Plus, enjoy daily dining specials 
More than 10 great restaurants and bars. More information at rivercreeresort.com. River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Our top story, the Edmonton Oilers are 7-1. and one. Top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. And you can text us on our Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Oilers and Nashville tonight. The Oilers haven't played the Preds since they swept them in three straight games. Uh, well, they, they won all three games between the two teams in 1920 uh, by scores of 4-2, 3-2, and 8-2. Outscoring the Preds 15-6, Leon Dreisaitl in those three games had eight goals and ten points, went plus five with four power play goals. Um, our Oilers now audio vault for direct work where specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort Mac. Here's Dave Tippett on pre- prepping for the National Predators team that the Oilers haven't seen yet. We just talked about it a little bit and just went through their lineup. And it's uh, when you haven't seen players, I mean, you know the names, but you haven't seen players. They've got some young players on their team that are good players. So we went through their whole team, understand how they play and, and where they are. But that being said, we, you know, we, we won uh, Monday night which is always good to win, but there's some areas of our game that I think can really be better. So we're really focusing on making sure we're ready to start the game. They're a team that played last night, but if you play loose, they're going to bite you. they got some skill, so we'll uh, hopefully play accordingly. That's Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach. Again, Edmonton comes in with a record of 7-1. I'll give you the lineups a little bit later on. Preds have won four straight. They're 5-4. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino headline. We are joined on Hall of Fame week by our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Spent, uh, well, needs no introduction. He's Wayne from the Edmonton operation now doing some work with TNT, uh, formerly the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, and we welcome back to the show Wayne Gretzky. Hello, Wayne. How you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you guys doing? Ah, you know, living the dream. It's a busy uh, three-day window here. We got uh, two games. Got the Rangers and Slats and uh, the gang coming in uh, for Friday. Uh, And it is a big week for Kevin Lowe. Uh, And it's interesting. We we ran a clip earlier today, Kevin Lowe, talking. uh, I, I never knew this, that you went up to Kevin at his first training camp and said, hey, do you want to live with me? I, I did not know that you made that offer, and Kevin wasn't even sure he was going to make the hockey team. Maybe you can uh, tell us that story from your perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, the, the, it's nice to be in a dream when the team is winning a lot right now. Right, Bob? <laughs> the dream's a lot more fun. Well, um, we've been on both ends of that, as you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so it's nice to see the uh, hockey club playing so well and uh more importantly, winning and really exciting to watch. But, yeah, you know what? We uh, went to our first training camp. We were kids, you know. And I'd spent my first year in Edmonton uh, in the WHA and lived with a family. And really uh, was the first time I was going to be on my own. And Kevin and I got an apartment in Riverbend. I think we spent more time um, playing outdoor hockey on that rink over in Riverbend than people probably could ever have imagined Uh it was cold and uh, icy and snowy. We spent a lot of hours uh, out on that rink, which was a lot of fun. But, yeah, we we uh, had a little apartment in Riverbend and uh, lived uh, together for a few years. And 
couldn't ask for a better roommate and a better teammate. And yeah, it was tremendous. Now, who is? I always find this interesting because I can't cook a lick, uh, which wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise anybody who's seen me go from one chin to three chins, Wayne. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, who was the better cook between the? Like, did you guys? Because you didn't exactly have Uber Eats back in the day. You know what I'm saying? No. No, there wasn't a lot of cooking at home. Uh, there was a lot more uh, restaurants, high steakhouse, uh, probably the corkscrew, if I remember correctly, things like that. We, we didn't we didn't spend a whole lot of time uh, in the kitchen. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, pots and pans and plates. So we were normal eighteen-year-old uh, and twenty-year-old. A uh, lot of lot of time at a lot of restaurants. <laughs> Kevin uh, Kevin had to grow uh, grow up fast. Uh, obviously, you know he's got his older brother Ken, but his father had passed away. Uh, was was he a? Uh, I, I I've always heard that he was a remarkably mature guy for his age. Is that a fair assessment? Oh yeah, um, you know I don't not sure if people remember or not, but back in the year I turned pro in the WHA, uh, he was one of the eight or nine kids that was offered a deal to go play uh, with the Baby Bulls in Birmingham. And uh, all those guys sort of jumped, Pat Reagan and uh, Gaston Gingra and Rick Vive. Uh, Mike Gardner went to Cincinnati, and he decided to spend one more year uh, with the Ramparts, um, which probably was a great decision for him in the sense that, you know, I, I didn't realize – until after we got to know each other for a while. Um, he was from the English part of Quebec, the Chute, and when he went to Quebec City, he didn't speak a word of English and spent three years learning the language and became very uh, bilingual very quickly. And I think that was a big sign of his maturity as a person. And um, probably one of the things I envied the most about Kevin is when we were in Montreal and Quebec City that, he could speak fluently to the French media and handle himself extremely well. And uh, they had a great deal of appreciation for him as a hockey player and as a person. Um, I said this earlier, we, we, we got lucky in Edmonton that, you know, we fell to 21 in the draft. I don't know exactly how they picked the four teams that went into the NHL, maybe most points in the WHA, which was Edmonton at the time. So we fell to 21. We got lucky in the sense that John Ferguson really liked both Jimmy Mann and Kevin. And um, Jimmy Mann, I think, at the end of the day, really reminded him John Ferguson as a player pretty similar to his style. Uh, maybe a 50-goal scorer and a tough guy that could protect players on the hockey club. And so Kevin fell in Glenn's lap and Barry Fraser's lap, and obviously he befriended Lee Fogelin, and the two of them became sort of the defensive cornerstone of the entire or their organization through the 80s. Wayne, it's uh, Wayne Gretzky joining us on Oilers now. You always pay homage to to Lee Fogelin and the leadership that he provided. I, one thing I remember, and I brought, we had Paul Coffey on yesterday, is, is how they used to steer players cutting across the blue line into one another and just <laughs> absolutely blow guys up. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just chip it? Like, I always wondered why guys would try to make that move. Lee Fogelin was a hard-nosed, tough guy, was a highly competitive guy, and the perfect guy to play with Kevin. He was. They were very similar. Um, 
both very uh, unselfish, both uh, very team-orientated, and both extremely hardworking in practice. Um, I think that what made us a better unit, uh, myself, Curry, and whether it was Cement there or Ticken, and, you know, all the rushes that we did and all the drills we did was us three against those two. Uh, consequently, when you're playing against guys that practice that hard and prepare uh, each and every day, it makes you a better player. And, you know, I think there's no question that the three of us became a better line playing against two of the best defensive defensemen that played the game. Um, it just made us a better team, no question about it. And Lee was so well-respected. Um, he was sort of the godfather of our organization. Uh, as a group, we are really lucky. We had guys like Ron Chipperfield and Blair McDonald. Um, they were big parts of the maturity of our group off the ice. But Lee was sort of the godfather that, you know, each and everybody – each and every player looked up to not only on the ice but off the ice. Well, there's no question Kevin sacrificed some offense to, to be the player that he was, the person that he is. The one thing that I've always noticed, Wayne, with you and and with uh, Kevin, and maybe it's a byproduct of the Oilers of that era, was the uh, the inclusivity. Like, you guys included everybody. Like, Rod Phillips, when I started doing the, the color, he'd tell me these stories about how he was part of the process and that's the way you guys were. And then when you traveled with us, it became blatantly apparent. Kevin always treated us with like even even the media guys with an incredible amount of so maybe you can speak to the importance was that part of the Oilers culture that you guys had the sense that you included everybody uh, not just the players but the trainers and you know you brought Joey along and those sort of uh, scenarios as well yeah it was um, it was a really unique group of people and I think that obviously it started with Glenn uh, Glenn really felt it was important that not only were we uh, a team and that we were together, but that family and friends were vitally important to um, the maturity and the maturing and the unselfishness of a, not only a team but an organization. Um, he would always include uh, family, and he wanted family around all the time. Um, I remember one year that we used to always have a, a Christmas skate and uh, the first Christmas skate that we had in the National Hockey League, we only had about four players who had families and so consequently the Christmas skate went very quickly. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, skating that went on because of course the young single guys really didn't want to be on the ice and it became more of a uh, uh, four or five family uh, skate. And I remember Glenn saying that we're not going to do that again. And so the next year, he asked Glennie Anderson to get some kids from um, that uh, were underprivileged or things like big brothers. And Glennie, I think, had over 200 kids there the next year. <laughs> so we went from no kids to we couldn't move on the ice. And that's kind of how Glenn wanted it. And, he, you know, he just kind of taught us all to be that way. And consequently, uh, we all kind of learned from him what he kind of really believed in. And that was really passed on throughout our organization from day one. Wayne, one final one. Nuclear Lush said in the movie Bull Durham, 
winning's a lot better than losing. And the Oilers are off to a 7-1 and one start. Uh, you know, their best player, Connor McDavid, their three best players, Connor, Leon, and Darnell Nurse, the work rate, and Paul referenced how hard you worked, and that made everybody else better. But I know you're doing the work for TNT. You've, got, you've got, always got a tie to the Oilers. you got to be pretty excited with what you're seeing now, some of the additions that Ken Holland made in the offseason, building around that core of that team. Yeah, you know, it's really exciting. Uh, as you know, being there and being a diehard Oilers fan, that the fans have gone through a whole lot. Uh, the players themselves in the organization have gone through a whole lot. Kenny's done a tremendous job. And, you know, Dave Tippett and his staff deserve a lot of credit. I'm really happy for Koskinen, how he's played. Um, I didn't know him really, really well, but whenever I was around, he seemed to always work hard. And you can tell the players really like him. And as you said, it's it's nice to see them winning. But beyond that, uh, I was telling our guys at TNT, I had an opportunity to have a little lunch with Darnell and uh, Leon and, and uh, Connor and Vegas. And what struck me beyond how good they're playing and how talented they are, and all three will probably will play in the Olympic Games this year, which is a great honor. But I was really struck with their camaraderie and how much they like each other and how much they want to be around each other. And, you know, to me, that's a big part of the battle to being successful as a team, that your best players uh, have to check their ego at the door. And it was good to see that camaraderie that the three of them had. And it kind of reminded me of Mark and I and Kevin or Mark and I and Paul. And I think that's a great sign for the whole organization and for the city. And uh, I expect and anticipate that they're going to finish with a flurry and have a great year. It should be an exciting time for the city of Edmonton. Wayne, thank you for doing this and uh, recognizing our Hall of Fame week and Kevin Lowe's getting his jersey, uh, joining uh, the other Oiler great luminaries. Always love having you on your show. Thank you for the time. All right, you guys have a great day, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Wayne Gretzky. Wayne from the Edmonton Operation. One of the greatest acting appearances you will ever see. 1223 at Edmonton. Uh, we'll reset the stage. We'll give you the lineups to the two respective teams. You're listening to Oilers Now. This week on Oilers Now, we're honoring the career of legendary Oiler Kevin Lowe. Hall of Fame Week on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. I wore number six my whole minor hockey career, and then when I played for the Quebec Ramparts, I always had six. I had a cousin... Uh, that was quite a good older cousin, quite a good hockey player, was drafted by St. Louis Blues, Mike Lowe, uh, and uh, he wore number six, um, uh, and so he was always sort of, uh, I followed in his footsteps. So when I came to the Oilers, they just, they gave me number four, it wasn't a question of, you know, and in those days it was different, you didn't really ask for a number, you, you took what they gave you. And uh, I was actually quite disappointed. And my mom, my mom was a big John Bellavo, Bob Yor fan, and and you know she reminded me of that. And I said, yeah, well, well, I'm a long way from both those guys, but but yeah, four is fine. I'm not gonna not gonna complain. And then about a couple weeks or months into the season, Colin Campbell, uh, now an executive with the NHL, and and uh, Coley was on the team that year, and 
And uh, he said, hey, I hear you. Uh, and he was wearing number six. And he came up to me and said, I hear you. You, you, you like number six? You, 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 would you want number six? And I looked at him. I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, I, are you talking about I could have number six? And he said, yeah, yeah, if you want it. And I said, Gee, boy, that'd be incredible. I'd love it. And, and, and he said, well, it'll cost you $5,000. <laughs> I said, I'm not paying $5,000 for my number. I think I'll, I'll, you know, in those days, that well, $5,000 is still a lot of money. But um, I said, no, no, thanks, Coley. But I'll, Coley's uh, a business guy. And uh, and I said, I'll just stick with number four and, and, and um, you know, been happy with it. That's Kevin Lowe, uh, Hall of Fame week. Yesterday, Paul Coffey. Today, Wayne Gretzky. Tomorrow at 12.15, Mark Messier will join us. The Game Day lineup report is brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home. List your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. For the Edmonton Oilers, a couple changes. Uh, McDavid remains up front with Hyman and Pugliarvi. I gave you those numbers on Leon Dreisaitl. He'll continue to center Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Kyler Yamamoto. Just food for thought. I'm just going to throw this your way. Leon Dreisaitl is plus nine so far this season in the Edmonton Oilers' first eight games. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto have combined for one even-strength goal. It's kind of hard to believe that Leon's plus nine when you think about that. Derek Ryan with Warren Fogle, Zach Cassian, Brendan Perlini is in. He'll play with Devin Shore and Kyle Turris. Turris uh, will get a chance to play against his former team, the Predators, who still owe him six more $2 million payments between now and... Uh, <laughs> the next six years. Wow. Darnell Nurse with uh, Evan Bouchard, Duncan Keith, and Cody Cece. It will be the aforementioned Chris Russell, who uh, now was wearing number six. So he made the change. Slater Cuckoo out. Miko Koskinen starts a goal. We do not have a starter yet for Nashville. They did not have a full skate today. Just a couple goaltenders working on the ice. Their backups, David Riddick and Connor Ingram, after UC Soros faced 40 shots last night. That's our game day lineup report. It is 1229. We'll head into the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back... Uh, Brian Lott from the NHL Network. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.